Welcome to Making Good Choices Podcast. I'm Sarah Quizera and I'm your host. I'm so glad to be back. Oh my goodness. So the last podcast episode we did was about fasting and that was a few months back. Now our world has just been going so crazy. When I say our world, I mean Emma and I and our family and all of that. I mean, we've had a lot going on and so I'm so glad to jump back on here and just share with you guys what is on my heart. It's timeless. It's so important. And um, But before I jump into the word that I feel like the Lord has for today, um, so Emma and I have found out that we are pregnant. We found that out. Yeah, I wish there was something in the background like noise that's <laughs> an applause. Um, yeah, God is good. So we found out, I think it was March 11th. Actually, I took a, a pregnancy test and not wanting to take it, I was like, I feel pregnant. Like, I think that I'm pregnant. I, for a few weeks, I was like, I think I'm pregnant. Um, but I, it was kind of that thing, and that thing, I don't know if you guys, the believers and Jesus who listen to this, you, you know you feel something, but maybe it's tested and it doesn't come out the way you thought. <laughs> and you're like, did I hear God right? But I had a few dreams. I felt like the Holy Spirit um, spoke to me on March 11th. Actually, March 11th, I woke up and wrote in my journal. Uh, I'll just wait until <laughs> I'll just wait until until next month to see if I get my period. Um, like just being real with you guys, and the Holy Spirit was like, "What? <laughs> Take a pregnancy test? Are you afraid? Some of us are just afraid to." to for God to confirm that we heard his voice. And so we just sit there and, and wonder, like, am I pregnant? Am I not? Or should I do this? Should I not? Why don't you go ask him? Like, <laughs> he, he was like, just take the test. Are you afraid? Even if it says no, okay. But you heard my voice say, take the test. So I took the test. I'm pregnant. And we are having a little boy. Yay! And I'm so excited. Emma's so excited. Sam's so excited. So this is going to be a house of boys <laughs> and me. So it, this is really fun. But you, as you guys know, we raise a ton of kids. And so I have my girl fix as well. Um, but I'm super excited. So, so excited to that God has just blessed us. You know, the Bible says that children are a heritage from the Lord. And so we already have this crazy connection, me and this little one inside my womb. So I'm so thankful to God. And with finding out that I'm pregnant, it's kind of like <laughs> our world just has, has been like in a whirlwind since then. We've actually had two teams come in from the United States since then. They've really blessed me. They've blessed Emma and I, share the love, res life. I mean, we're so grateful. And we know that, that God is using them to do great things. We're building a strong foundation with our teams and that come. And yeah, so life is good. 
I hope you guys are are doing great. I know that it, it has been some time since we've connected on here, but hey, I just really feel like today God is saying, he, he just wants, he wants people to know, and I can even cry talking about this. It's so urgent. Like he wants people to know, I already saved the world. Your salvation has already been done. Just receive it. You know, here in Uganda, there are, are different religions. Um, some born again Christians, some call themselves Christians and they don't call themselves born again. It's really weird. <laughs> it's really strange. Um, Catholics who also don't call themselves Christians, um, Muslims, and many others. But, you know, when I meet someone of another faith here, the question that I always ask is, like, I, I actually want to know, like, deeper. Whenever you have a faith that you're ba basing your whole life around, there's a reason, and it has to be a pretty compelling reason as to why you have chosen that faith. And so if someone tells me they're Muslim, I'll say, okay, why are you Muslim? And every time it's been because my dad is Muslim or like, it's always about the family. Even in witchcraft, there are witch doctors. Okay, why are you a witch doctor? Because my dad was a witch doctor. Now, that thing, you know, that, that thing can really hinder a generation, that thing of doing what your dad did, it can really, really hinder you. And the thing is, I understand it. I understand it completely. So the person that you revere most in this life, and even their father and their father and their father, they probably all the way back to Ishmael, they believed something and lived their life around it so surely that if you were to just ask them, why do you believe this? They would just say, my dad or my parents. But I have this burden from the Lord. If, if you're born again on here, you're a born again believer. You believe that Jesus Christ died for you. He rose from the grave for you. And you have people in your life who are not believers. Then essentially... You, you know what's going to happen to them, right? Like, this is not, this life is, it fades away. This, this life fades away here on this earth. You know what's going to happen to them? They're going to die. And that's statist statistically proven, right? They're going to die. And then they're going to hell. And we hate talking about hell. <laughs> Honestly, they think that they're alive here which is the saddest part. Now, if you are a born-again believer, then you know that if you do not have Christ, if, you, if He is not the Lord of your life, if you haven't surrendered your life to Him, the Bible says anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, then you're saved. If you have not done that, then you're actually dead. Your spirit is dead. <laughs> like You're like a walking zombie here on this earth. Now, the thing is, is that we as believers, I'm talking to the believers here on this podcast right now. We as believers have also allowed the enemy to deceive us that those people are alive and they're not. They're dead. You're allowing your friends to walk dead, like 
to be the walking dead on this earth and allowing them to be deceived. They think that they are alive. And the thing is, they're not alive because without the spirit of the living God, you can't be alive. Their spirit is dead. It's not awake. And so those people are going to hell. And, you know, there's a scripture in Luke 14 that uh, it's a parable that Jesus tells about, like, the guy who sends the invitations out, like, and he allows people to accept to a wedding and he allows people to accept them or decline them. And, you know, if you know your Bible, your biblical history, that God chose the Israelites, he chose his people, he had a chosen race, he chose the his people, he sent out the invitation, hey, serve me. They chose their own way. And so he said, all right, well, here's Jesus. He's going to save the world. He's already saved the world. And now the Gentiles can receive, which is everyone else. And so that's our generous God. He's like, hey, anyone who calls on my name can be saved. And so we've already been saved. That's the thing. But a lot of us believers don't understand what, what being saved means. And so when it comes to sharing our faith with, with non-believers, we are intimidated. You know, when you understand what salvation means, the salvation that you freely received, when you understand it, then you can boldly talk about it and you can, and you, you, won't want anyone to miss it. And it goes so far beyond even them going to hell. Because the word saved actually means not just forgiven of your sins, which is so big. It's so, so big. You, you've you been forgiven of your sins, but the word saved is sozo. And it also means healed. You are healed. You are healed. You are healed. You are delivered. Like you you're protected. Many of us pray for protection. Lord, protect me. Well, the word saved literally means protection and you are delivered. All of those things are past tense. When you are sharing your faith with someone, you can't say, get saved again. God, God will heal you. Healed, whole, like you're, he's already done these things for us. And it's by his grace that we can walk in the fullness of life. And so when, when people are sharing with me, like, Muslim people, I'm just using them as an example because there are so many here that we have conversations with. I even tell them, or, or yeah, recently we had a, a conversation at one of the kids' schools with their headmasters, and he was Catholic. <laughs> the Lord just keeps giving us favor. Um, but we asked, okay, why do you believe what you believe? It's the same, the same thing every, every time. And then we say, okay, show me the fruits. I always tell people, show me, show me the fruits of what you believe and then I'll believe with you. If you can show me that you have a living God who loved you so much that he saved the world, freely saved you, and you don't have to do a thing but believe in him, then I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll join your team. But every single other religion is either you working to get saved. And, and most Christians believe, not most Christians, that would be a lie. <laughs> and a lot of believers have a mindset, whether they would say it or not. Oh, we have to do, we have to do things to get saved or we have to do things to be healed. We have to do things to be delivered and be protected. And no, God has done that for you. So I tell them, you show me the fruit because Honestly, my life is a one big fruit. 
It's one big fruit. And I haven't done anything besides believe in Jesus. He, t- he takes care of me. He heals. He's, <laughs> he puts people in front of me that I need at that exact moment. I've seen the Holy Spirit just work through us, giving words that can change people's destiny. And he sends it through our mouths. Like, you show me the fruit. You know, many, many other religions as well. And I hate that word religion. Why did I even use that one? But many other people, they see love as something that it's not. You know, they'll be real quick to to quote Corinthians, First uh, Corinthians 13, right? <laughs> love is patient. Love is kind. Love doesn't envy. Love is not rude. Love, it, love does not boast. And we've talked about this before, about loving your neighbor well. And, you know, it, it's very interesting that love doesn't let you live dead. <laughs> love awakens you. And that's God. He doesn't, he, he, when I say he doesn't let you live dead, I'm not saying he will force you to, to accept him. He will never force you to accept him. That's why he even allowed the Jewish people, okay, you can accept me. And they didn't as you know, that many of them, they even killed their own prophets. That's what the Bible says. And then he opens it up to all of us. Thank you, Lord. But love doesn't God is so good. Actually, in Romans, it says that all creation groans for the manifestations of the sons and daughters of God. Like even creation is cheering us on to wake up, to wake people up. Hey, even God even put in creation like, hey, if you need a sign from me, just look outside. (laughs) Like it all points to Christ. And the Bible says even when we don't worship, the rocks will cry out and worship. And so when I'm talking about love, I'm saying that that when you say that you love someone, you can't just let them live dead without showing them, without, you know, and the Holy Spirit leads you in this if, if you're bold enough to hear Him. But we can't live like our friends who are not believers in Christ are are just living the best life here on this earth because it's a lie. Actually, the, the Bible calls the devil the father of lies. Jesus already saved the world. He's already done that. And so the only thing that the enemy can do is manipulate and trick. Even when it comes to disease, cancer, let's say. Oh, well then, if we're healed, why why did so-and-so get cancer? Okay, well, whose report do you believe? And I'm being so serious. That's what the Bible says. Who, whose report do you believe? Because the devil brings that. The the devil brings cancer. God would never put cancer on you. The devil brings those things. He is to still kill. He he wants to still kill and destroy. The devil brings that. But also, if you know that you're healed and you stand in the fullness of your salvation, then you don't have cancer. You refuse to accept that. Now... People can get all in the nuances and and say, well, how about this? This happened to my friend. I understand that because I've had incidences that I've had to wrestle out with the Lord. Of my close people who have passed away even after I've prayed, I've believed, I've fasted, I've... And I've wrestled it out with God and this is where I've landed. I've landed here. By His stripes, we were healed. And I believe it so wholeheartedly. I believe 100, 
and 10% with my whole life. Actually, this life is not my own. I lay it completely down. And I this is where I've landed in the midst of all those situations. This is where I've landed. Any report other than the Lord's is a lie. And so we're allowing unbelievers to live in this lie of a life. Oh my goodness. It's such a burden. It's such a burden on me. I can't. I, and if it's a burden on me, like, I can't imagine how, how Jesus feels. You know, he, he literally got on the cross for them and said, forgive them for they know not what they do. And then he said, it is finished. I'm living in the finished work of the cross. We as believers are living in the finished work of the cross. And when we look at believers, many times money deceives us, right? We can look and be like, oh, their life is so great. They're going here. They're going there. They have the great relationship. If they don't have Jesus, they're dead. It, and that's period. And and guess what? Even when they're <laughs> our pastors, even we have this this thing um, that even if they're not believers, we're going to talk to them as if they're believers. Why? Because everyone is even made to know God. Like they're 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 hungry for God. That's why they're looking for everything else. And so when when we see this. As believers, we can even be deceived. Oh, they have money. They don't need Jesus. Or like, I'm scared to talk to them about Christ. But if they're your friends, why are you just letting them go to hell without even telling them? Or why are you letting them live a dead life without telling them about Christ? Hey, we're living, we are living in a sozo world as believers, if you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, then you, then he has already done all those things for you. All you have to do is accept them. The same way that you accepted Christ as your Lord, you receive healing. You actually that's you receive deliverance. You receive all that he has. And actually that is one of my biggest prayers for my baby inside my womb that he be the biggest receiver that he know will know how to receive from God. Receive, receive, receive. By faith we receive. Now, now, if you believe and you know what you believe, then you believe that you already have all of these things. Even when you mess up, even when you sin, sin has lost its grip. The name of Jesus has already done away with that. Literally, I was living in a life of sin. Christ took my life over. When I laid my life down, he said, okay, he took over by the power of the Holy Spirit. And now sin has lost its grip. It has no grip. And you know, I always like to think about a person, <laughs> this sounds really graphic, a person hanging on the side of a skyscraper on the like the 60th floor, trying to hold on. If there's no grip, they're finished. That is sin. <laughs> and that's what the Bible says. But born again believers almost think that they don't deserve, which we don't, that they don't deserve that. And so they'll say, oh, I'm just a fallen person. No, you're not. You're a saint. Get up and go share the good news. Get up and live the life that God has called you to live. Get up and live healed, live whole, live in prosperity. I mean, come on. Sin has lost its grip. Death has lost its grip. Anything that can come against you has lost its grip. That's why Paul writes, hey, rejoice always. Like, again, I say rejoice. And he's in prison. That's the kind of life that we're living. Yet in the world, if your online order gets, if your online delivery order gets canceled, you freak out and say you're having a bad day. Like, 
<laughs> that is not the life of a born again believer. I'm just, I'm just excited that God has given us an opportunity. Hey, this is the day the Lord has made. We, we rejoice and we be glad in it. But then we go out and, and be who he has freely given us a chance to be. We accept and we receive all that God has for us. And by doing that, there is no way that the people around us who are not born again will even be able to say the same. There will be some kind of shaking up. <laughs> hey, I even look at Justin Bieber's Instagram and, and about how he's talking about Jesus. And I'm like, I love this because there is no way that, that all those people can look at this and read this and not feel something from the Lord. That is the graciousness of God that he's showing them a sign. Hey, this is the way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. As one of our elders say at church, our elderly ladies, he is the gate of heaven. He's the gate of heaven. You can't get in heaven any other way, which the Bible also says, right? He's the narrow gate. So I bless the Lord for you today. Making good choices is uh, important. And this is one of the biggest choices that you can make. If you're a born again believer, make the choice to receive all that God has already done for you on that cross and in the resurrection. Receive it already. Receive it. It's past tense. It's past tense. If you are not a born again believer in Jesus Christ, I want to just lead you right now. If you, All you have to do is, just as I've said, that you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. You confess out of your mouth that he is Lord. And you don't have to have all the answers right now because what happens is when you give your life to Christ, you receive the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of God. And now your spirit becomes alive on the inside of you. So I know you, you might have even been offended if you heard me say you're dead. <laughs> but the truth is, whenever you... Give your life to Christ. You receive the Holy Spirit. You become alive and you will experience change. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that you become a new creation when you are in Christ. The old things pass away and all things become new. And so if you were fat before you got saved, you'll still be fat unless God does a miracle. Which when you give your life to Christ you will actually be a miracle machine. He will do miracles through you. But Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And if you want to give your life to him today, I will invite you to just do that now. You, just, you would just pray to him and say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you for dying on the cross for my healing, for my deliverance, for my protection. Thank you for raising again on the third day when they thought you were dead, you rose again. And now I have resurrection power. Thank you for taking my name out of the book of death and putting it in the book of life, the Lamb's book of life. And thank you that I will live empowered by your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way. You are welcome here. In Jesus' name, we pray in the name of Jesus, not as a not as a ritual, but we pray in the name of Jesus because we're actually in Him. The Bible says we are in Christ. And so, if you prayed that prayer, reach out to me. Let me know. This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. If you need hope, 
he's your hope. If you need provision, he's your provider. If you need peace, he is your peace. You won't find it anywhere else. Guys, have a wonderful day. Um, I'm going to be coming back on here. I'm getting back on the podcast train, and God is good. I'll talk to you soon. Make good choices.